2024, us Grant family have served the RNI for a grand total of 125 years, starting with my grandfather, Jack Grant, doing 43 years, my father, Mike, 38 years, me, 40 years, and my son, four years. Yeah, I'm very proud that we've we managed to do that. My first member of the RLI was it was 1978, and there was a rumour around the village that there'd been, there'd been an accident at sea. And the group of us just young, I mean, you've got to realise I was 10, okay? So we cycled down to a place down Grafton Road where Nan and Dad used to live. Got down the end of Grafton Road, it ends up on the beach. And looking at the end of the beach, there's a ship, a ground, a big ship. I'm going, what is this? And it's massive, and you can smell the oil in the air. And you give, even now, I've got that, the hairs in the back of my neck just give that kind of wheel shiver. And I went to my dad and I said, Dad, what's going on? And his dad's a coxswain and sells his lifeboat. And he said, ah, it's interesting. He says, we've been paid for some divers. Uh, it's all right. I said, yeah. He said, basically, these divers are uh, down a beacon hole. They're doing a drift dive. And they've been, uh, they've overdue. And it's been a foggy day. All right. So he said, yeah. So basically, if we were out there doing that, um, basically, we couldn't find anything. Everything's all together. But we're on the way home. Next thing, the Solent Coast Guards called us up. There's a collision out at sea. This vessel called Tartan Beck. So she was quite a large vessel, around about 90 metres. And basically they collided. Um, and what they did was she then tried to get into shallow water because she was holed. And there she lay, that anchor, for nearly a month. And as kids, we just went down. And Dad said we, we got called to go and assist. And we went alongside to assist, and basically we just got on board, got them into the shallows of Selzebill, dropped the anchor down, um, and that's where she stayed there until they managed to get tugs and pump her out. And then nearly a well, nearly a month later, I I felt really proud of my dad doing something like that, seeing something so big on the beach, virtually, and I thought, wow. And then I wanted to get into it in a big way. Every time in those days we were on maroons, so every time we used to hear maroon, if I wasn't at school, I was down at Loftus Station. My father, Mike Grant, six foot four giant of a man. <laughs> so you could say. He's, to me, he's a legend. Even around sales, he's a legend. Um, uh, uh, he, he's just one of those... I'm a bit like, uh, as of gold in life, I'm very similar to, to him because we just get on and do it. We just, we are what we are. I mean, he was one of those people that big, heavy glasses, smoke like a chimney, sideburns. Big grin in his face. Um, sometimes when things go wrong, he just to, his glasses used to fall down bottom of his, bottom of his nose, and he just get his finger, put his put his glasses up, and look at you. Well, you've done that wrong, son. <laughs> um, 
a very quiet man, very very quiet man. Um, didn't didn't say much. Um, I remember when him getting all his medals and what he's done in his bravery, still didn't say much. My dad, my dad's got um, what, two sil- two silver medals, basically. They call it a silver medal in the bar, and two um, vellums for shouts he's done um, in the English Channel. And also, um, he got the Freedom of London City, which is on itself. Not many men have got that. Um, I think if you actually read up about the Freedom of London City, you're allowed to bring farm animals into the centre of London. <laughs> but it's, a, it's an honour he's got. I mean, it, it's something that, uh, that, that they gave him um, because uh, the City of London financed the Tom Class lifeboat and they gave him that freedom. My grandfather, Jack Grant, uh, he was a fisherman too. In the Grant's tradition, we've always said, get a trade, then you can get into your R&I business, right? Because you can always fall back on. If something goes wrong, you can always fall back into it. Jack Grant was a very small man. <laughs> the R&I basically asked him to join because they were fishermen. He managed to go out to a rescue of a, a yacht, um, and that she was called the, the Bloodhound, and basically that was, I possibly could have been a royal yacht because I know he got a silver medal for it. It was in July, and they had wind speeds of Force 11, um, and they, he managed to get, get them go in and pick them off and save all of them, and then come back into um, Tidget Harbour. My grandfather was basically, Quite elderly when when I joined into the lifeboat side. Um, my grandfather died in 1976, so I I, I knew him. I was a young, of five or six. So, um, but I mean, the the photographs we've got of my grandfather at home, and the jobs he's done, are just amazing. He, and again, he he was a very quiet, um, very proud man. You got to realise in those days. It was all down to knowledge. The radar had just been out, but it wasn't good. Never had GPS, the charts. So you had to know exactly where you are. And you imagine going out to a yacht at night time, or going out and, and trying to find a fishing boat in fog, in those days. And you got to realise you had part of the war as well. And going out, finding airmen that have, have actually crashed off of cells. You've got to realise, because where cells he was, the planes used to come, come across the channel and they want to bomb Portsmouth. So what they used to happen is you have the guns um, firing off of Pompey, trying to get the aircraft down, and then the aircraft used to crash in mid-channel all around Selzyville. In the Grant family, we're just very proud people to do the job we've done. And we enjoy it, and we still enjoy it. Me, myself, I've been lifeboating 38 years. I've done virtually 18 years at Selzing, and then I happily got married and moved up to Scotland, where I joined Keswick Lifeboat Station. And that's been fun. It has, I mean, going then to Atlantic, it's a lot faster boat. Um, it's been 
eye-opening. Total different type of life boating. Um, but yeah, we've done so much here. Jo Johnny Grant, my son. Big Johnny, call him, because he's, he's very lucky, his granddad. This is back a little bit about Selzy. The laugh was the pager. So the pager would go off, right? And we used to have a springer. So Johnny used to know, Dad's off, because the spring used to go one way, because the maroon used to go up. That's what used to happen. And when we moved, I moved into Keswick. We then we had no maroons, but we still had the pager. So every time the pager went off, Dad was whoosh, gone. Right, it's like this. It's like Dad's gone. Then he started to come down the station uh, as a young man, a young, very young man, um, and he started to see what was going on, seeing the boats, seeing the shouts, seeing what we're doing. Really, like, well, this is interesting. Knowing what his granddad's gone and done, it was like, wow, this is just amazing. He got involved in coal washing, got involved, so did Matthew, the even youngest one, got involved in doing fundraising for Keswick. And I think that's what, he got that feeling that he could do it. And he then went to the RMI and got a full-time job. Johnny um, joined the WIC crew as a full-time mechanic up at WIC. And uh, made me very proud, me and Barbara very proud and his granddad very proud. It's something that um, I was really surprised him actually going down that road. I, I wasn't expecting that. Um, and yeah, to me, it's 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 something that puts a tear in my eye, puts a tear in his mum's eye. Um, it makes me very very proud that we are continuing this tradition of of lifeboating. Um, that's going to be 125 years continued service. Jack would just be doing. He'll just have a big grin. He'll have that big grin on his face. It's, I can see it now. Just like it's just caught a load of lobsters. I love a big grin in his Hello, this is Joanna Scanlon. You've been listening to the RNLI's 200 Voices collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org slash 200 voices or subscribe to RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Two Hundred Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.